Welcome to your Drive Time News Blast. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons. Jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice, this is Monica Perez. And I'm Brad Binkley. Today's top story, it is the seventh anniversary of me being woke. Really? You remember the day? Yes, I do. And I discovered it. I didn't mean to discover it, but last night I did a great podcast with these Grimerica guys, the Canadian guys. It's really fun. It was videoed and they're going to come out with the podcast. We can kind of put it in a Saturday feed, half and half, you know? Yeah. Half for everybody and half for put the whole full thing in the patron feed. So they asked me, like, how did I get away with being on the mainstream media? Because our friend, Bill, from Atlanta, the feed guy, yeah, he told them about our show on WSB, like they talk about the same things you guys talk about, but they're on terrestrial radio. So they asked, like, how did that happen? And I said, <laughs> well, when I first started, like, I didn't even know. I used to say things all the time. Like, I don't think 9-11 is an inside job. I just think whatever, blah, blah, blah. But then I was filling in for somebody during the week, like Erickson or somebody. Who was it at the time? I can't remember. Mark Arams? No, it was before Mark Aram. It was Adam who was in that slot before Aram. But anyway, so I was filling in and it it was the day the Boston Marathon bombing happened. And I had to figure it out because people were going to call and ask me the details. Maybe it was a couple of days after. But I had to start reading all the facts so that I could answer questions because I like the call in element was really stressful. And as I kept reading and the facts kept changing and the newspapers weren't retracting their completely erroneous stories from the day before. And then I discovered those guys were both like in the CIA and Uncle Sarney was, their uncle was married to the daughter of the CIA chief of Kabul, Afghanistan, who yeah. said like ground zero for like radical Islam should be Chechnya. And these guys were Chechens. I mean, the whole thing was insane. So I was going to go on the air and uh, my producer at the time, Krista, who loved me, I'm friends with her. She was just like, people are going to say you're crazy. I'm like, but I have the information. So we got the program director on the phone and he was just like, go for it. If you, if you have reason, you know, you should just tell them what you're whatever. So from that day forward, and what I was telling these guys last night is like, I don't know if I could ever have really woken up if I weren't on the spot taking calls and like was that motivated to find the truth about something. But then after that, for a long time, I found the truth about everything. Yeah. And then I got sick of it because it didn't matter. <laughs> it didn't matter. Well, eventually, I would just be like, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake, that's fake. I know what happens when you dig in. And anybody who doesn't know by now that this stuff is fake. I doubt my like marginal research on this project, which is going to take two freaking days is going to wake anybody up. Maybe it would have, but I did get totally woke then seven years ago. April 13th or April 15th, April 15th tax day. Yeah. Oh, I was, I was wondering tax day, 2013, yeah, like a lot of significance on yeah. tax day, it's, except for it's not tax day. This year, the one thing that is counted upon tax death and taxes Death has replaced taxes this tax day. <laughs> so, but I also outed my remote location. So I told you that I've been, I, I have removed to a remote location. But actually, frankly, half the reason I didn't want to tell is because it's so ridiculous. Like it was such a stupid thing to do. Because so 
my husband loves festivals, he loves concerts, all that kind of stuff. So uh, we came out to California for a, it was called Desert Trip. It was like Coachella for old people in the Coachella Valley where Coachella happens. But it was like the Rolling Stones, La Who, Neil Young, Dylan, Paul McCartney, whatever. So, and we Airbnb'd a place and we loved it. And it was for sale. So we bought it. We're like, well, just Airbnb it. And then we'll have a place to retire to. So this is, I think right now is when Coachella would be happening, the festival. So this is when like we pay the mortgage for the year, basically. Yeah. And they canceled it. So we never stay out here because it's just, it's just a hundred percent to just pay off. So they canceled it. So the place was empty. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to go. It's in that county i know you know this now but when you sent me that thing of like there's a california county where you have to wear masks everywhere and all this kind of shit yeah that's where this is yeah so i completely went from the frying pan into the fire and it was such a fucking mistake and it's the middle of the desert and you'd just be like what difference is it like why are people being so paranoid we're clearly like nothing could survive out here of a microbe like the grass doesn't even survive <laughs> So anyway, you're so in the now, belly of the beast. I really am. And like, that's why for me, the experience is like really intense because people freak out and some people don't. It's, it's like that Atlantic article. You can tell who the Republicans are because they're just like shaking your hands. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but right. the other yeah, people, yeah. yeah. So like I'm in the stores and everything. And like in my mindset, this is not the store imposing this. You have to wear a mask. This is the government. So I feel like everyone in the store, the cashiers, the people, I should be like, hey, I'm wearing my mask, but this is bullshit. Am I right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and absolutely no one is like, right, you are. You know, no, I shouldn't say they're, that. They're it, all it, pushing their panic button underneath yeah, to alert they, the authorities. There have been some people who have, but yes, exactly. And like yesterday, I had one of those experiences where I was at Costco because I'm like nervous about meat shortages, which I don't think are shortages. I think they're just closing down meat plants and keeping keeping the cows alive and save them for another day because they can't, <laughs> you know what I mean? But there's gonna it's going to mess up the supply chain. So the conveyor belt stopped. Like it's huge. So like Costco is huge. And the this everything's huge. So I was still six feet away from the lady and I put like whatever, you know, 5,000 rolls of toilet paper on the conveyor belt <laughs> and she just fucking, you know, she threw her hands up back. Oh yeah. Oh, literally. Yeah. She threw her hands up like, what? Excuse me. And this is the cashier. And I was like, what? You know, <laughs> what? That's what? the Excuse move to throw what? the hands up. It happened yeah, to me too. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not anywhere near you. This conveyor belt is all, like, what are you what yeah. are you worried about? And she was like looking around like, can you put somebody take this chick away? You know, looking at me like I'm the crazy. Like one. you're holding her at gunpoint. That's the way yes. people react. And there's like there's like plastic things between me and the plexiglass. her. You know, like, yeah, when I walk around, I can't really get that close to her. The cart was between us and everything. And, uh, you know, I'm looking around and I'm thinking, like, am I. OK, so I I don't I've been doing the stats on this. And I don't like I'm still not convinced, but even if it is what they say it is, which is a slightly higher death rate than a normal virus, like assuming it exists, it is something different. It gets you super sick and slightly more old people die of it than old people who die. <laughs> you know, that's basically it. And uh, but like the precautions are so extreme. So extreme. Like, it is so clear. She was wearing a mask. I was wearing a mask. 
The shit was not moving. I could not get within six feet of her. You know, and then they're like taking my card and unpacking stuff. And I'm like, hey, man, I touched that shit. You know, are you literally going to take your gloves off every single customer? You know, they, they don't. Just, they leave the gloves on. Right? They're know, selfish I mean, glove users. I'm like, if you're really looking for zero microbial contact, you're going to have to get a gas mask, like a viral filter level gas mask that filters air actively with a motor. And you are going to have to have, everyone's going to have to be required to wear these gloves. And you know what I mean? Like they put them on when you go in, you're not allowed to touch your face because you got the gas mask. You know what I mean? That's, that's what it's going to be. But short of that, there's just no chance. I know some of these measures people are taking, I'm like, you're not preventing germs this way. You're still getting germs, even though you're well, freaking out. the gloves are ridiculous because at least you wash your hands when you're not wearing them. Right. It makes you not wash your hands and it totally. puts everybody else in jeopardy. Yeah, anyway, the throwing the hands up happens to me too. You go into CVS, <laughs> she puts your your bag down on the thing. This, this happened to me the other day with the lady. And then she stepped back and threw her hands up like I had just pulled a pistol out on her and said, <laughs> give me all your toilet paper. Like when you're in the casino yeah. and they, like, they take your money. They yeah, exactly. Hands up so so they the, show, ca- the right. camera can see it. Cheating, it's just yeah. like, I'm not touching anybody or anything. And I've been looking to see if people are wearing masks in their cars by themselves. I have and some too. of them are. People have been doing that. Yeah, the Crips and the Bloods right now are going to be real confused with all the colored bandanas, like red and black bandanas people are wearing. Oh, everyone looks like a criminal. Yeah. Everyone, you can't smile at people. You really have to smile with your eyes. Right, yeah, that's where it is. You got to look in your eyes. And I can tell when I'm not wearing a mask, those who are, they're saying, why isn't he wearing a mask in their eyes? And I'm saying, stop judging me with mine. Here's another example of how regressive this all is. This little house we Mm -hmm. have is on a golf course. So it's a totally gated community and they just kind of defaulted like, okay, this is private. So nobody walking around here, we get to walk on the golf course. You, nobody's wearing a mask or anything. It's totally gated so that they can claim that, you know, it's not a public space. So you live in a gated community. You have a great advantage. Who lives in a gated community? I don't live in a gated community. Yeah. You have to like really. They're naturally social distance from other people. Seems An advantage. Like. Well, golf is such a so, but they closed the golf course. Really? They have the golf course open in Georgia as of now, or at least they did as of the last order. Yeah. But it's not quite as extreme as it is out there, but it's still, still people are staying in. People aren't really gathering that often. You see people walking their dogs, see kids hanging out, but people seem to be keeping their distance. And the impact that it's having on people's psyche is going to be lasting. They're talking about they don't think think it's going to go back to normal for years because of the psychological impact, I think. And they even saw a story where they're saying we might have to continue social distancing till 2022. They keep having these conflicting stories like we talked about. I want to quickly remind people. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, Yeah, 2022. Right, yeah. We are doing a Patreon party on Friday at 8 p.m., so join if you want to be a part of that. You can interact with us. We'll read some of your comments. We'll answer some questions. We'll have a lot of fun. Two drinks. What's the slogan? Raider's going to be there. Oh, yeah. Manchester's going to be there. And what's the slogan? You got a nice catchy little slogan for it? Oh, one hour, two cocktails, no record. Great. One hour, two cocktails, no record. I love it. The disappearing patron party. Yeah. Awesome. So I have a couple interesting stories. It's uh, illustrating our new way of life in the coronavirus era right now. The new privilege in Florida, Governor DeSantis has deemed pro wrestling an essential business. <laughs> pro wrestling. <laughs> so they, they were going to stop. Now they're going to have the pro wrestling matches again. They like go to these remote places where they bring all the wrestlers and they do it with no fans and they do it on television. 
this is what it's going to be like. People are going to be like, hey, you know, I'm a buddy. You're my buddy, governor. How much money is it going to take? Let me line your pockets a little bit. Make my business essential. I think they're doing it so that the NFL can do it and not look like they're the only ones setting it up for the NFL to do it. Yeah, I think so. But I want I mean, everybody wants their business to be deemed essential. So this is something baseball doesn't baseball doesn't want to do it. So I looked at that and basketball. Yes, they make they don't need the tickets, but baseball needs the tickets. So baseball did want to cancel so that they didn't have to pay their athletes. They said it was for the disease, but it's not. So NFL though now basketball I don't know they just they canceled it because no they're just doing horse competitions and showing advertisement thank goodness I can watch them play horse from their own driveway (laughs) but you know who should do that is um, Michael who's the guy who did Flint the guy the ridiculous guy who does documentaries Michael Moore. Yeah, he's like the he should do horse. He can shoot player. the hook he shot totally. with one foot out of bounds, his eyes closed, <laughs> weighs three hundred pounds. He's the best basketball player that ever lived, ever according played. to him. Wasn't it horse that he was playing? Oh no, no he was in the middle of a game. Yeah, there's a story oh, that Michael okay. Moore tells where he says, "I was good at basketball," and but there was he was talking about morality and why Republicans are so <laughs> well, evil. And he's saying, "When I was in <laughs> high school or junior high, I, I I shot a hook shot from the three point line and it swished in, of course, but I noticed that my foot was out of bounds, and so I." I told the referee that I was out of bounds. My coach was like, what are you doing telling the referee that he's out of bounds? It was the most bullshit story. But the funniest thing is that it was a morality story and it was the big Biggest lie. lie. Yes, I mean, such a lying, lie. Yeah. Lying. The big lie. That's the big lie. So I expect... So, but I do think that they're trying to make it so that the NFL can do it yeah. without looking like they are the privileged ones. Right, yeah. I do expect there to be some bribery attempts, some maybe some threats. Maybe we won't hear about them, but definitely... People are going to be like, what do I got to do to convince this governor to make my business essential? And people that have money and power are going to have advantage over doing that versus people whose businesses are small. Not only what do I do to get it to open, what do I do to get the bailout? There you go. What do I got to kick you back? Mm -hmm. Another politician once who lived free in some super fancy house because he had a good friend who wasn't using it. Oh, wow. That's great. Yeah, I was like, wow, this place is fucking ridiculous, you know? It's like, oh, yeah, it's just a friend. I'm like, mm-hmm. Years later, I realized, I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know what was happening there. What was going on, you think? I think that uh, they were good business friends. Oh, I see, I see. And that he couldn't, you know, the house was worth like $5 million. Yeah. And he just lived in it. Mm-hmm. Must have been some sort of... No big deal. Exchange going on there. Another example of our new normal is the new civil disobedience. We've been talking about marching on 4th of July. Operation Gridlock is set to happen today in Michigan as 15,000 cars and trucks are expected to descend on Michigan State Capitol to protest what they're calling Governor Gretchen Whitmore's tyrannical new guidelines to slow the spread of the novel coronavirus. It's a drive-by demonstration. So these are going to be the types of protests we're seeing, which I don't know if they want to have people in their cars doing acts of civil disobedience that could get even more dangerous but what the, the reason they're doing it in their cars is because they want to they want to not violate the shelter in place order but they still want to make it known that I they that. do not appreciate it and one of the organizers of the event said that every person has learned a harsh lesson lesson about social distancing but we don't need a nanny state to tell our people how to be careful so i think that's 
an interesting yep. and creative way to protest without violating the orders and making it easy for them to make an example of you. Yeah, I like it. I like it. I mean, I feel like if you could get a caravan going. Like they're doing the birthday parties, driving around the neighborhood in front of the houses and honking and singing happy birthday. Yeah. You can cause a ruckus. You know, in your caravan car. with the don't tread on me flag. Yeah, there like you go. A hundred thousand of those like all cr- around the country. Right next to but it, the see, don't cough on me thing. flag. What are what are we saying? See, this is the problem with this whole thing is that I see these guys like reopen America. Civil Liberties Union is filed a lawsuit and everything. What here's the, the problem with like emergency measures or black swan events or false flags that get people to, to violate their basic principles for policy is that the. I've talked about this many times before. It's the facts or facts, truth or truth thing. But I've talked about it where we do not need to change laws for a hypothetical that you cannot actually think of a single example for. So yeah, like Stacey right. Abrams story where like she was denied entrance to the governor's mansion because she got off a bus is not a true story. Apparently, not they said even it was close. Not a true story. And even her campaign kind of admitted that it wasn't, but that it conveyed a truth. And I'm saying if you cannot give an example of the truth and you have to make one up, then that is not the truth. So I am saying in this particular case, I, I, I am, I have not been, this has not been proven to me that this unbelievably rare event is happening. And in any case, in any case, what is happening even by their own admission, not projections of stuff that has not happened and is unlikely to happen, but of their own thing, it does not in any way proportionally outweigh what happened to the founders before they founded this country, before we all agreed that in a world full of biological organisms who are vulnerable to disease, contagious diseases, that we can accept these rules so it's there. And, but if we're going to do it this way, first, I, I think that we, instead of having to go down the hypothetical road of, well, libertarian, what do you do when a pandemic threatens to kill 65 million people? And I'm like, okay, first, let's say, is this that situation? What makes you think so? And I have still not been proven that. So I don't know if my flag can say, you know, show me the cost benefit analysis. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's not the Let's same. Let's see the data. Reopen America. They you know, show and, me the data chance. Exactly. When they show you the data, though, it is these projections, which is not really data. But like, show me the data. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. Don't tread on me. That works. Reopen America. That works. Yeah. So one, I'm just saying anything short of show me the cost benefit analysis is is going i fear could easily backfire show me have the, control. the specific statistics and cost benefit analysis that justifies the decision that you made yeah this is why this is why it will backfire because if you're not insisting on real data apples to apples proven evidence numbers facts plus the cost benefit analysis then when you say reopen america and they say oh no bro that was you just sparked round two they're going to use the same propaganda methods of bad data and no accountability they're just going to use propaganda and emotion and their stories and how they they 
fiddle with the numbers and stuff to tell us that there's a 2.0. But if you don't require the numbers, the stats, the valid evidence, the cost benefit analysis, the legal justification in the first round, just saying reopen America, you're going to get the same bull the second round twice as much. And you're ne- you know what I mean? Then you're going to be two steps back. They're already setting that narrative up. That's I know. What they, I know. Saying Trump didn't act soon enough. And now he's trying to reopen too soon, despite studies saying that if you open too soon, everybody's going to die. So they're the setting that up already. one absolutely said they thought it was under control. And at six months, it exploded. Yeah. And yeah, talking about the second waves that one. are already emerging in other countries, they're priming us for the second wave I now. I figured that was coming because of the seasonality. CNN, on the front of their website, they have had a call for stories. Let me see the way that they actually, the way that they wrote the call for stories. They, they want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We want to know your stories about your coronavirus tragedies. That's the basic gist right. of the Not- call. Not what, what are your, how mild is it? Right. And (laughs) something important to, to really remember about this is as long as whoever submits a story, because it was not a call for facts and information and statistics. It was a call for stories. Anecdotes. Yeah. Yes. So as long as the stories that are submitted tick off all the boxes, as long as it's a story about someone with a young person getting coronavirus because they took chloroquine or, or they or they got sick from chloroquine because they tried it that when they heard Trump say it or if it, if it's something about um, a Republican if there, any blame that can be put on Trump or Republicans or conservatives or conspiracy theorists a conspiracy theorist wasn't properly social distancing and my grandmother died of coronavirus any story that checks <laughs> off all the boxes will not be vetted and it will be featured be vetted, on CNN exactly. yeah so Anybody, I'm not saying to do this because it's a terrible thing to make up a story about, but there will be people making up stories and they will get away with it. And these will be presented as sympathetic propaganda pieces. And we'll probably never know about most of them. I'm looking at this thing that somebody sent and it's on some news thing. It's called Problem Solvers. They just, the guy just sent me a picture of his screenshot and it was, um, food stamp shenanigans he says they taught us how to make chloroform and i'm looking at this picture the screenshot and it says problem solvers do not mix let me see if i can show this to you okay so it says problem solvers do not mix which it's hard to even see that that's what it says on the top do not mix <laughs> yeah, right i see it now and then and then it has four different line items the first thing says bleach plus ammonia equals chloramine gas which kills you Right. I think yeah. they use that in the Holocaust. Bleach plus vinegar equals chlorine gas. Probably not good. Bleach plus rubbing alcohol equals chloroform, which is like a date rape thing. Whoever's creating this thing needs to be careful. They're going to get a knock at the door. Yeah. And I don't even know what parasitic acid is, but apparently you can make it from hydrogen peroxide and vinegar. This person is releasing chemical. Did I just do what I said not to do? Did I just tell everybody how to do all that stuff? I'm saying do not do that stuff, but I just don't even understand. Like they're trying to tell you. What are dangerous things? Because people must be drinking bleach. So, is that way? Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, but they just told me all these terrible things that have only like majority bad uses. Was that Walter White that posted that from Breaking Bad? Yes, I know his blue meth. So, a nightclub in San Francisco has been, or an underground nightclub, I should clarify, was raided by police for operating during the coronavirus shutdown. 
The unlicensed club was raided after an investigation by the city attorney's office found that the venue was holding events in a warehouse that at times drew more than 100 people. A couple of things on that. This is what they're spending their city's resources on is trying to find speakeasies and raiding them instead of investigating or doing other things. Well, I guess they're letting all the other criminals out and they're not charging other crimes. So that's what they have to focus on and use people's tax dollars on. One more thing on that. We are living in Footloose. This is Footloose. You cannot (laughs) dance or you will be taken to jail. Absolutely. Talk about a waste of taxpayer dollars. This Lori Loughlin thing just will not die. The feds released the photos of the daughter on the erg, photos that were never submitted to USC, just to intimidate them into stopping the fight. But if they go all the way with that Enron prosecutor as their lawyer, they might get a, a, you know, imagine the compensation they could get from the feds for her loss of career. And, and him, too. He's a fashion designer. And those girls, like the, the losses, the actual dollar value losses. And you know who would pay? The taxpayers are paying for the witch hunt and they'll pay for the, comp- for the compensation. I actually start to think that people, even corporate leaders and law enforcement officers and stuff like that, that, a lot of these guys are insulated for liability for stuff they do as part of their job because they say, well, they couldn't really do their job if they had to worry about that stuff. It's like, you know what? You should have to worry about that stuff. You know, you shouldn't be insulated from liability. Vaccine companies shouldn't be. None of the AZT should not be. Law enforcement should not be. Anyway, don't get me started. Although <laughs> you do like to get me started, but that's a, that's a tired subject. But a key, I mean, I just saw that today. Yeah, and Laughlin had that those pictures that were tweeted out of her daughter as though that were some sort of evidence that they had wrongdoing. And it's not because those people weren't even. She, she, first of all, it's a cock. She's 100 pounds. She wasn't going for crew. And they have a walk-on cocks program. Yeah. So they don't, they don't recruit. From what I can tell from USC and from the stuff I've read, it doesn't. So that was all. It's all just. It's just they, they won't let it go. And it's not cool. I do. Before we end this, can I give some numbers about deaths? I want yes, to follow up. Please do. Because I was bitchy about the stats yesterday. So, <laughs> you're a saint, Binkley. As my mother would say, he's a saint putting up with you. <laughs> so, I just, what I was trying to get at, which was not the same thing that you're trying to get at, is I found this, um, I found a page on the CDC website. It was uh, deaths from COVID as of April 15th. So it was from February 2nd to April 15th. So just, what's that, like 10 weeks, I guess, 10 weeks. And now, I mean, if you just Google how many people died of COVID, it's like 20,000. So this number, because New York is just like through the roof. But so I don't know what, why this CDC number, maybe that was just like over a day or two, but the CDC number said nine I'll tweet it out if I can find it again. 9,681 people died of COVID during that period out of a total of 558,000 U.S. deaths, which tracks for how many deaths there should have occurred in the U.S. during that time. Because there are about two and a half million deaths a year. And so 1.7% of all deaths during that time were from COVID. Okay. Now I looked at the demographics, the age statistics of people who, of that 9,681 COVID deaths, how it broke out percentage wise. Okay. 78% 
of all of those deaths, 7,533 of them were 65 or older. 91% of them were 55 or older. 91% of the deaths are 55 or older. 8% is everyone under 55, which, I mean, this stuff, I, I could, it, it's actually a little hard to get all their apples to apples numbers, but I'm just saying these are, I wanted to see like what percentage of all deaths, I mean, I'm guessing 91%, this is what I was trying to find, I couldn't, that 91% of all deaths occur in the age group of 55 or older. Yeah. It seems like it's occurring the way it occurs when it's not coronavirus season. Every year, exactly. And I have to say one thing. There's another, one more number I was looking for is in New York, they're saying the death toll is already over 10,000. So that the death toll in New York as of today, which is the April 15th, it says on the CDC, is more than what the CDC is listing as total U.S. deaths. So I don't really get that, but... I mean, maybe there's a lag time, you know, I'm not going to say yeah. that's wrong. I'm not saying it's smoking gun, but so I'm going to separate these numbers from those numbers. But I looked up what is the number of deaths? What would be the normal number of deaths in New York over that time based on I had 2017 numbers and it would be about 12,000 deaths. So they're saying that they need FEMA's help in burying all the bodies in New York. And and if these numbers are true, they are saying that it's double like if this is incremental deaths, if they really need help burying the bodies because they have 10,000 more bodies than they normally have, then they have doubled the number of deaths in New York for that period. Now, I could not find, I looked up the vital statistics and everything, I could not find the total number of deaths in New York over that period. But when those numbers come out, if the numbers of New York's death certificates is not double what it normally is, I'm kind of calling bullshit on the fact that they need FEMA to help bury all the bodies. Yeah. And even if it is double, then... For my, for, I think the investigation should turn to what was the actual cause of a lot of these because now we have doctors coming out saying they were intubating people too soon and we know that the cause of death is going to be COVID even if they haven't tested positive for it but we're around somebody that, that might have tested positive later. And then you have to do the numbers 12 months out to see if they had just accelerated the deaths of all those people in long-term care or whatever who would have died there anyway. You go. Yeah. So then you have this dearth of deaths over the next eight months because people they had accelerated their mortality. It's, it's clear that it was only accelerated for a certain amount of time. Yeah. So I have a quick question for you before we wrap up. What's the best way to get people to completely disregard any theory about Bill Gates and vaccines and tracking people and all the stuff associated with him, the best way to give him cover right now. Hmm. Oh, Trump hates him. Close. Roger Stone comes out and says that Bill Gates is pushing this virus out because he wants to inoculate everybody. See, I've been learning from you, Binkley. That was a pretty good guess. That was close. You were very, very close. close. Yeah, that was good. So now Roger Stone says it, then nobody else will want to say it, and people will say, Roger Stone said that. You can't trust him. He's crazy. He was indicted. You guys can find... Oh, on the... The 15, the Patreon 15. Patron 15. Patron 15. I'm going to give you a police warning about online quizzes, and I'm going to talk about some gun control measures that were passed under the cover of night in Virginia. 
We might have to change it to the subscriber 15. Also because people are boycotting Patreon. I know, so I know, that'll, uh, that'll relieve your like weird, isolated now it's a hang dyslexia. Up now. now it's a hangout. <laughs> it's always going to happen. You got that, you've got that brain channel like carved there. I, I know what it is, but now it's just, you know, it's a hang up now. So you guys can All find right, your drive time news blast every weekday afternoon at the Prop Report. PropReport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra 15 minutes, the patron 15, then you can join patron. (laughs) And for five bucks a month, which is like less than 15 cents a day, you can get access to that material and other fantastic items. And we will talk to y'all tomorrow.